0: This is Kylie and you're listening to episode four, Fix Her Up. If this is your first time checking Fix Her Up out, welcome. If you've listened to other episodes, thank you. I'm glad you're back. If you recall from my intro during 2020, I was going through my divorce. So not only did I have the stress of COVID, I also had the stress of the dreaded D word divorce, which for me, in my mind is almost taboo. Fortunately for me, I had very good coping mechanisms that I used often and still continue to use to this day. But before I get too deep in today's topic, I'd like to introduce today's guest, Sue Morlock.
1: Hi, Sue. Hi, Kylie. How are you? I'm good. So nice to see you in person. You I know. I haven't so. seen you
0: in person in years. I, I think know. It, it's been March years. 2020. Right? That's crazy. Yep. <laughs> you look good. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. For everyone's benefit, a little bit about how I know Sue. A few years ago, I sought her out for what's called discernment therapy. It was a condition placed upon me by my ex when I told him I wanted the divorce. After the big D, aka the divorce, I started seeing Sue for individual therapy sessions. I can assure you that I have firsthand knowledge of the benefits of Sue's wise words. Welcome, thank you so much for joining me today and for being on this episode about the yoga room. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and your practice.
1: Sure. I currently have my own private practice in downtown Chicago. Uh, I treat anxiety, depression, and trauma, along with what you mentioned, discernment counseling. And what that is, is is a short-term therapy, which is like five to seven sessions of therapy to get couples to reach a decision about their relationship. So they either can make a decision to stay together and kind of keep things the way they are. They can decide on divorce, or the third option in discernment would be um, going to actual counseling for six months to work on the relationship and kind of taking the divorce off the table. So that's what you were there for uh, a few years back. Yes,
0: that's how I met you. I'd never heard of discernment therapy until I found you. And I was like, wow, this, this could work or not. In today's episode, we're going to focus on mental health, specifically my mental health, and how I was coping. In other words, rehabbing my stepdaughter's room into my yoga room. I think for several Excuse me. I think for several years, I suffered from what I call low-key depression, which I referenced in episode three. Although I'd like to think that I listened to my body and pay close attention to things, I know that I flat out ignored a lot of physical signs.
1: So what do you think some of those physical signs that you had you remember having in the beginning?
0: Um, I cried a lot, like for no reason. I mean, I was depressed. And so I guess that's the reason I was crying and I, I wasn't in a good marriage. So I guess it there was a reason. But um I also like was losing my hair, so I had bald yeah. spot, which I noticed because my hairdresser takes before and after pictures. So a before picture I've noticed different bald spots, which really freaked mm-hmm. me out because I I love my hair and if you know me, I'm not like really into doing my hair, but my hair is, like my thing, you know? Yep. Like a lot of females we're, women. we're very Woo-hoo. attached to our hair. Um weight gain, I didn't really Like, see my friends, and, you know, I I talk about this in uh, episode three, where I kind of disappeared for a while, because I was embarrassed and everything, and just, I was really negative. Yeah, so normal
1: when you're going through that.
0: Yeah, I was super negative, and I don't consider myself a really negative person. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, that kind of was a big bummer, (laughs) you know? I mean, did you see, like different signs when I first met you when we met for the discernment therapy did you think that I like that I had these characteristics?
1: Yes, you had, a lot, you had quite a few of them that you are discussing. You said you had been gaining weight, which is very normal during depression. You're eating more than you normally would. Obviously, um, the sadness was there. Like you're not typically a crier and you were crying quite a bit, you know, on and off, which is another sign of depression. Um, and then that isolation you talk about, you know, you really were not hanging around your friends anymore and isolating yourself, which again is another sign of feeling depressed.
0: Yeah, and I'm a big social person, so for me to, like, not be with my friends, it was kind of like cutting off my left arm. So, yeah, it was it was definitely, I don't know, stress, low-key depression, full-on depression. I don't know what that was. I remember after the divorce, I actually asked you flat out if I was depressed and if there were signs of it and everything, and I think you told me I was. But right. What What's the difference between, like, stress and depression? Because, you know... The losing of the hair is also it's a form of stress alopecia related. and it, it's stress related mm-hmm. and you know weight gaining weight around your middle is an age related thing because i'm 50 and all of those things but so what's the difference between stress and depression or how can people discern Just tell the difference you know
1: mm-hmm. no, it's a great question um i think they're intertwined so you have stress and you have depression obviously they many times are together but the differential with depression is you're going to have to meet a couple criteria and the symptoms that would, would signal its depression. One would be um, a depressed mood, which you were showing, the sadness more days than not, which would be abnormal uh, for you. Um, or you might feel hopeless or someone might feel empty. That would be one sign, that the criteria for and depression. The other one would be loss of interest or pleasure that you described in everyday activity. So it's something we would normally like to do. We no longer feel like it's appealing. You don't want to go out with your friends. You don't want to go for a run. I mean, you can feel that you know, taking over. So, whereas stress we have every day to some degree. Sometimes it's positive stress. We're getting married or a new job or negative stress. We have relationship issues or financial issues. So that would be stress related. But if it's chronic enough and over time, the stress then can lead to more depression. So again, kind of intertwined. You kind of see both of them together a lot.
0: Yeah. Like it was definitely, I'm not usually a person who suffers from a lot of depression and I knew I had stuff.
1: You were feeling different. Yeah, I was
0: feeling, I was feeling different. And I, and I used to say to my ex all the time, I'm not this person. This is not the person I was, Mm -hmm. but this is the person I am now. And I, and I, I don't know what to do. Right. You know, so, um, it was definitely hard. Uh, one thing that I am very good at though is like working through issues and trying to do something else while I'm working through those issues and I'm a big proponent of giving myself a task where I can kind of like shut off the back of my mind or mm-hmm. like my subconscious maybe, and while I focus on something else. So it's it's not me really ignoring the issue so much as like giving myself the space to kind figure things out. out. Right. Yeah, right. To try to work through it. So I think by tackling the yoga room, I was giving myself the space space and permission to like outwardly focus, not not like push it out again, not pushing it out because I was doing something for myself and right. working on myself right. and trying to get through it. But I wasn't sitting in my feelings so much.
1: Right. You know, which I'm was just, a great idea somewhere yeah. you could really just settle your mind.
0: Yeah. And something I like. I like having tasks so mm-hmm. I could be like, oh, I did this. This was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I didn't have to like be stuck in my feelings, which right. I don't like to be stuck in my feelings. A right.
1: Lot. Right. It can be painful.
0: Yeah, it can be very painful. So it turns out that this way that I've coped through big decisions in my entire life, that's how I've done it, Um, turns out that this is a way to get through depression, isn't it? So isn't this some kind of therapy that you were talking about after I'd asked you about am I depressed?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, correct. So it's called um, what you were doing just kind of on your own, which is an actual therapy that's used for depression, probably kind of the gold standard. For depression is what we call behavior activation therapy. So it's it could be very effective for people who are feeling depressed.
0: So what exactly is behavior activation therapy? Like what's the theories behind it? How is I already doing it?
1: Okay. How does it work? Yeah. So behavior activation therapy it's a tool. It's a cognitive behavior tool that um, therapists use where people are depressed, um, especially when they don't feel like doing anything. And when you're not doing anything, when you're depressed, it's actually making it worse. So when you're not going outside, you're not seeing your friends, it's making the depression actually worse. So in activation, you wanna do like, you wanna try to activate yourself into a positive emotional state. And how you do that is small amounts of things every day. So it can be something as simple as, I'm gonna go for a walk or I'm going to garden I'm going to go to lunch with a friend or have coffee because it's important that you start to shift that mood state. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is to keep moving. And if you wait till you're motivated, which could be a long time, you'll be waiting a long time. and It'll continue to spiral. So the important thing is get moving. Even if it's small steps like you were doing, you were doing very good at like just making your place better and you were painting and doing a yoga room and you were just doing that just naturally on your own and you were feeling better because you were accomplishing things and things you value which is the key to the activation
0: okay I I mean it's I I find it comforting to know that I was doing that on my own Mm -hmm. I don't like to sit still right you know I mean I I'm not really good at sitting still I'm not very good at being bored which we have talked about later which I'm sure I'll have an episode about later Mm because I suck at being bored
1: (laughs) yes that helped you but you probably have used it in the past you just didn't know it had a name
0: yeah, I didn't know it had a name. I right. distinctly remember before I left the country, I was like, am I going to do this? Am I going to leave the country for a few years? And my friend was staying at a house that his his grandmother had passed away. And he was like, we need to sell it. But, you know, he, I think he thought it was haunted or something. <laughs> and I was like, well, have you gone in there and cleaned the house and like cleaned out the spirits? Like, did you get in, get in there and clean? I call it cleaning like a lock, uh-huh. which I'm sorry. I'm Polish, so I don't find that you, offensive.
1: Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, well, you could do that.
0: But, um, so I just got up in there. I'm like, I will clean because it will make me focus on cleaning. Mm-hmm. But in the process, I will make this massive decision in my life.
1: Yeah, that's you know? great. No,
0: it's so, great. So, yeah, that's kind of how I've tackled big decisions. But I remember that you also sent me something else to help with the negative thoughts that kept creeping in. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, like my inner critic. With the yoga room, I learned really quickly, like, the order and the prep of the best way to get things done. And I'm not a painter by any means. But I figured out, okay, the first day you have to empty the walls, and then you have to wash the walls, and then you have to tape. And you can't tape, like, the day that you wash the walls because they're still wet. Even though they don't look wet, they're still wet. The tape's going to come off. It's a mess. And then you paint the first Mm -hmm. coat, and then you paint the second coat. Each of these steps are, like... I was listening to music and hanging out but some of it also was like me going down the rabbit hole in my head which isn't the best right. place for me to right. for to do like if i'm thinking okay this was olivia's room and now i'm freaking out and now it's not her room like i'm going to get upset right now <laughs> yeah i so, know so like, like it, yeah. it's a rabbit hole emotional. It's, it's a hard thing yeah it's emotional it's a hard thing for me to do but i remember you sent me something like you sent me this pamphlet of information to read which really helped me like figure out how to
1: do that. So right. Yeah, so what was that called again?: Actually, it's another cognitive behavior tool um, where you start to identify some of the cognitive distortions. So why behavior activation is good because you're actually moving? Sometimes you've got to move before you can deal with your thoughts. And the second piece is, now I'm going to deal with these negative thoughts I'm having. Because when you're depressed, obviously you're not going to have positive things to think about. You're thinking about these negative things. So they're called cognitive distortions. And it's really kind of looking at your own thoughts. Um, Thoughts that you may say, like, I'm a total failure or nothing ever goes my way. Within these thoughts are, are basically lies. They just aren't true, but we believe them. Right. So cognitive distortions is one standing back from that thought and really saying, wait a minute. I don't think that's true. And I can actually pinpoint to a certain distortion. And the examples would be all or nothing thinking, uh, discounting the positives. So it's important during this time you challenge your thoughts um, so you can start feeling better because many times those thoughts just, they're just thoughts, they don't mean anything. Right. They're just simply not true. So when you start to identify your own patterns and that you typically think in maybe some distortions, you can start to identify so you can kind of rework those thoughts. Into something that's really realistic. It doesn't have to be polypositive, but it has to be realistic thinking. You know, like no, you, you aren't. Um, like I was saying, you aren't a total failure. You've done these good things in life. You have accomplished these things in life. So you want to make sure you bring those to the forefront too.
0: Okay. Yeah. I just remember, like one of the part of the pamphlet that you gave me. I remember it was okay when you get this thought in your head. It, it's not really a part of who you are just recognize it as a thought so when I was right. thinking to myself like painting the yoga room like this is never going to be her room again okay that's just a thought that doesn't mean she's never going to be here again
1: exactly it's just a thought right and that
0: thought doesn't mean anything yep it doesn't change who I am it's just a thought
1: yes and that's a perfect way to do it as you the reality situation is maybe it's not her room where she's living here but it's her her room, and she'll always be able to come back here. Yeah. Yeah. Be part of your life. Yeah. So, so I
0: definitely use the strategies that I learned from you. So thank you so much. Of course. Um, one other thing that I tried to be really cognizant of, although I started doing things really quickly um, after my ex moved out, I didn't want to push myself through the whole process of the healing after the big D. You know, I know I said in another episode, I think it was episode two, that the flux sucks and I really do hate I hate the flux and I feel like I'm still in the flux Yeah. Yep. and I really want it to be over but I understand last. that this is a process mm-hmm. and I have to go through and it. It takes time. I have to give myself the time I need and I really need to, like, I deserve to sit in my feelings and deal with it because if I don't, then it's going to be a mess later. Yes. I'm trying to avoidance fix it. Avoidance
1: is not the answer, right? Yes, yeah, so avoidance
0: yeah. is not the answer. I'm trying to choose activities that work for me in those ways. So I
1: did a good job at that because you did, as I was saying before, you did things that you valued, you know, where yeah. you live and how you live. And, you know, those things are so valuable to you. And you were just doing those on your own and making your space better for you. Getting back to running, the things that you were doing to make yourself feel better, the things you value in life about your, you start seeing your friends much more,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: was, again, you just built upon each thing and to feel better.
0: Yeah, I've, I've been really blessed with a great safety net around me, and you are part of that. So thank you. And also, I, I mean, I have the knowledge of what works for me. Like, I know that doing things helps me make decisions in, in my subconscious. Like, I know that just from mm-hmm. past things. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm very fortunate to have that. Um, I'm so thankful for all of it. Um, can you touch on how how would somebody get some help if they're having any negative thoughts Or if if they're interested in talking to somebody about either with any of these types of therapies or any type of issue they're going through, can you, you know, advise or recommend places to go or what people can do?
1: Sure. Uh, There are many resources. I think this can be a a part where people get a little stuck because they're not really sure what to do or how to find somebody. So I'm going to give you some resources that might be helpful. Um, One, I would probably go out and I'd find a therapist who has some expertise And cognitive behaviors is the standard in this type of therapy. So you'd want somebody who has cognitive behavior therapy training, and they work with depression. Now, that would be important. You could go to websites um, like Psychology Today, and you can literally go through and just kind of click off everything, your insurance, what you're looking for, male, female, whatever it is. You can just click your preferences, and then you'll see a list of people that come up. Um, you can go to Headway, which is a newer website that has plenty of therapists on there. Same thing, and kind of click what you're looking for. Um, feel Good Institute is another good therapy um, resource. Actually, Feel Good is um, by David Burns, and he wrote probably one of the most popular books on depression, which is Feel Good Therapy. So yeah. The feel—it's actually called the Feel Good Handbook by David Burns. So he actually has an institute. So you can go to there and there's a list of therapists that uh, you could choose from. And at Northwestern, they have a family Institute that you, if people are downtown or they want to use Northwestern, they have their own Institute there. And then of course, if someone's feeling suicidal, you know, you please contact, you know, like somewhere like the national suicide prevention lifeline. Uh, they have a number at 1-800-273-8255. Obviously if something got severe, you can check into the emergency room anywhere. And they will do an assessment from there.
0: Okay. I think those are really good resources and I think it's it's helpful for people to know. I think it's definitely um, you know, mental mental health is on the forefront of people's minds, especially after COVID. Or Correct. you know, I mean yep. I'm saying after COVID, but we all know it's not exactly over. <laughs> <And> <laughs> we just before.
1: want it to be over? <laughs> um,
0: I mean, I would like that I would like the pandemic to go away, sure. yes. yes. I, I kinda do like hanging out at my house. <laughs>
1: And I love my I, a lot now. of people do yeah. so that has not been the worst thing for some people yeah some sure. people have loved it mm-hmm. they've, they've enjoyed kind of family time and doing some things um, but yeah we, I mean obviously mental health has become the forefront um, more than ever people have been isolated not having their normal social activities and you know divorce has gone up uh, in yeah. the past two years and so you can see just some of these after effects of our changes
0: yeah, I think it's definitely I mean I think somebody asked me once, like it was my divorce of like because of COVID. I was like, No, it was before COVID. Prior, right. It was, prior, COVID. Right, <laughs> it was right. Just, COVID just made it harder.
1: Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember really when you made that decision and you had to live here a little bit longer than you thought. Yeah, a
0: little bit longer than I than I thought. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean I wanted to stay the whole time. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I've am I'm, I'm where I wanted to end up, so Yes um thank you so much of course for joining me for the episode it's been really really informative i hope that the people listening have learned a little something and i've definitely learned like by seeing you which i'm super appreciative of and i'm a big proponent of talk therapy so yes yes it's yes i i I love it i've totally i've done it several times in my life and i've had a great relationship with the therapist and yeah It's so nice, like, none of them have ever come to my house before. No, no, I have
1: never been to a client's (laughs) house, so this is a new thing. This is totally different. (laughs) Yes,
0: but, um, so what are your contact details in case somebody wants to reach out to you?
1: Sure. Uh, I have a company called SM Therapy, Inc., and someone can just directly email me at S U E S U L M O R at gmail.com.
0: Okay, perfect. So, again, thank you so much. You are so Uh, welcome. To everyone listening, thank you so much for listening to episode four of Fix Her Up. I hope you liked it. Uh, Maybe you learned something. I love learning new things personally, so I kind of dig all this stuff. If you liked the episode, please hit the thumbs up and subscribe. Tell your friends. If you'd like to get a hold of me, my socials are mkileyd. My email is fixherup01 at gmail.com. And I have a Google number now for voicemails. Yay, me! Yay! I progressed. (laughs) My Google number for voicemails is 773-236-1112. I would love it if somebody left me a voicemail because I did a voicemail message that took me probably like 10 times. So, You want somebody to hear that. I want somebody to hear that. (laughs) Somebody leave me a message. Um, (laughs) Please. I mean, you know, try to be nice. I don't... I'm not going to call you back, though, just so you know. But I could play your voicemail on the next episode. So I, I could figure out how to do that, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be more learning for me, which is totally my thing. Yeah. So, anyway, thank you again, uh, Pupich. I'll see you guys in a couple weeks.